This is the PR Podcast, a show about how public relations helps you tell your story to the world. We talk with great PR practitioners who have the skills, creativity, and just plain savvy to get their clients noticed. Now here's your host, Jody Fisher. And welcome to the PR Podcast. I'm Jody Fisher. Thanks for joining us. As always, we start the show off by thanking all of you for subscribing to the podcast and for liking the Facebook page and getting involved there. We're also on Twitter now and on Instagram, and we're working on launching a YouTube channel. We'll see how much content we have to get onto that channel. Uh, But I bet with all the great conversations we've been having, we'll have enough. So stay tuned for that. Of course, none of this works without you, our community, and so we want to encourage you to send us a message, share our podcast, and click onto our show page on anchor.com where you can record a message or a question to send in that we can play and answer here on the show. So with all that out of the way, let's get right into our guest. Christine Garlisi is chief of staff at the Nicotra Group, where she switches her roles daily, sometimes as a project manager for hospitality or real estate projects. Other days, she is a traditional spokesperson, and sometimes she is a nonprofit administrator for the Nicotra Foundation or a social media brand ambassador. That is a lot to shove into one hat, and um, I know that there's more. Uh, Most of the time, I think Christine is all that in one day, and she says with a smile that she is... Uh, that chief of staff is most accurately defined as chief of stuff and nothing describes you better Christine welcome to the show I'm so happy to be here with you Jody we have known each other quite a long time and I have always admired your work ethic and I think that that is something that I wanted to set up right at the top of the podcast talk about what a hard worker you are what a consistent and constant worker that you are I mean I've seen just on social media in the last few years doing what you're doing, not only are you nine to fiving your job, but you're out on Friday night at an event, you're up on Saturday morning at something else, you're always moving. Um, and so tell us a little bit about the Nicotra Group and about what you do for them. Well, for as much, and I appreciate you saying that, I appreciate you noticing, but for as much as I do at work and for the hours I keep, I'm just trying to keep pace with Lois and Richard Nicotra, who are entrepreneurial. They started their own business fresh out of college at St. John's University. They started a yogurt franchise, believe it or not, in the late 70s when healthy fast food was not a thing. They had this vision and they called it Everything Yogurt. They established a very successful franchise and built their business from there. They have a hospitality and real estate empire here on Staten Island. They're very well known in our community. And about 10 years ago, they branched out to formalize their philanthropy. So they have hotels. They have two hotels, the Hilton Garden in Staten Island and the Hampton Inn and Suites. They have a number of office buildings that they've designed and built, the corporate park of Staten Island. And now we have our Nicotra Foundation, where we've given nearly $1 million to the Staten Island community. So with all that I do, it really is an extension of everything they are doing. But thanks for noticing. I appreciate it. Well, that is a lot uh, a lot to keep you busy in your job and what you do. Uh, you know, I've, I've met them once or twice. They've always struck me as very classy, uh, very down to earth and very caring people. Uh, and so it's clear to me, knowing you the way I know you, 
why you chose to get involved with them. Um, what's your day-to-day -day like in terms of working with them and, and advancing the interests that they have? Well, I always have a running project list. So those are probably long-term projects that we've set our sights on. We have a five and a 10 year plan at work. But of course, then you have a year like 2020 when um, the plan is a good plan, but circumstances change your plan. So my day very much reflects whatever their day holds, but it also reflects their, um, their goals, both long and short term. I think that for a chief of staff, which you know, I had, I was not totally familiar with that, that job title before it was offered to me. And in researching it, I read a, a couple of books. There are books about being a chief of staff and many of them are political um, because that's generally how people envision it. In fact, when Mr. and Mrs. Nakotra and I first talked about being chief of staff, I said, are you running for office? It sounded like we were making a big move. Um, but what it helps do is organize projects and also gatekeep a little bit so that um, by the time a decision comes to them, I hope that I've offered some, some opportunity for them to bottom line and, and save a little time. They are very involved in every aspect of their business. They have nearly 500 employees and they know all of their employees by name. They are uh, always telling all of us, and I will, I will hope this conveys what special people they are, that they want our lives to be better because we worked for them. So that is a big, big part of our mission, a big part of our culture. And, and like you said, something that I'm very passionate about. That is so, such a great story. And what a great way of, of sort of imbuing or um, uh, letting people know what they're all about um, through their employees, right? Because that's, you know, it, it's easy to sit back, I guess, and, you know, run, whether it's, you know, a, a business, whether it's employing five people, 500, 5,000, 5 million, um, it's very easy to get disconnected from employees, I would imagine. So the fact that they're so in touch um, really says a lot about them too. Let's talk a little bit about you though, and sort of rewind the tape a little bit on your career in terms of how you brought your skills to bear on their business and how you put into effect what you know and love and do every day for them. Well, you know, um, I had my own business when I, well, first of all, I met them when I worked at St. John's University as a fundraiser. So I knew them to be generous people. And then for a little bit, I had my own business and they, at that time, it was, you know, timing is everything. They decided to start a family foundation and they thought of using their franchise experience so that everything yogurt, uh, quick service eatery experience and transforming what Paul Newman did, that social enterprise model where you have a business and you have 100% of the profits away to charity, combining those two models. And they started what they called the Commons Cafe. So Mr. and Mrs. Nakocha called me and they said, we have an idea. We're going to start a quick service eatery. We're going to sell burgers and fries and shakes right here in our community. And we're going to give all the profits away and we'd like you to do it. Well, Jody, I barely put the phone down and I was getting in my car to go over there because that sounded like one of the most exciting business concepts I could ever think of. And so they were a client of mine. And then over time, I kept saying yes to new projects. So you talk about uh, showing up and you talk about being consistent. And I kept saying yes to new projects and I learned about the real estate business and I learned about the hospitality business by actually 
doing projects within our model, our business model. And that led to the conversation about being their chief of staff. So I started with them in an area that I felt fluent in, which was the philanthropy. And at this time, they've given away, as I said, nearly $1 million to Staten Island nonprofits and also to scholarships for their employees, children, and grandchildren. So that was how I got started. And then the, the other, the for-profit side of my job grew organically, again, by accepting new projects. So as much as I'm a planner, isn't it amazing what can happen that sometimes you trip into uh, just by showing up? Oh, I, I think that probably more than 50% of life is tripping into stuff. <laughs> At least it is for me. Um, you know, and, and, it's, and, it, and it also comes down to, you know, surrounding yourself with good people, surrounding yourself with the right people. Um, well, I learned that, from them. You know, and I, I, we, you and I met um, when I had just finished my master's degree and I was debating at the time if I should go on for my doctorate and then my profession kind of got busier. And I always say that I'm, I really get a doctorate a day here. I love learning from them because they are passionate, they're interested, as you said, they're, they're so smart. Um, and, and the compassion combined, combined with that smart, that business know-how, I feel like I'm getting the, the education of a lifetime, if I'm being honest. Yeah, absolutely. And, and let's talk a little bit about the role that PR plays in what you do on the day-to-day. -day. Um, understanding that you are not um, a traditional PR person um, that just, just pitching stories all day about the Nacochas, right? You're doing a lot of other things, including social, and I'm sure lots of things that don't get the bright light shown on it, like, uh, you know, a, 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 an article in the newspaper or even a social media post might get. Um, but let's talk just for a brief moment about the role that PR and I guess communications in general plays for you in what you do for them. Sure. Well, you know, it's funny, the Nacochas are very well known on Staten Island and I want to tell their story within our community and I'm also passionate about telling their story off island. I want to make sure that people um, know about what they're doing because it's a great opportunity for businesses to be in a lovely environment within reach of Manhattan and yet have that ability to just drive up to your office or work outside an office building in a corporate park that's actually like a park. So as I started to become more well-versed in their business. At the same time, social media started exploding a little bit. And I was trying to figure out how to tell their story um, and tell it consistently, because let's face it, as public relations people, we could put a story a day in all of the outlets if they let us, but that's not going to happen. So what I started doing is becoming very active, initially on Facebook, and then branching out Instagram, LinkedIn, Twitter, and, you know, I definitely have a sweet spot. I think for our community, LinkedIn and Facebook have been very strong for us, but I manage 22 different pages across five platforms. So although my presence as a brand ambassador is strong on Facebook, our company presence across, they have 50,000 square feet of banquet space across their two hotels. And within that 50,000 square feet, there's three different venues. So I'm managing presences for those three different venues. And of course, we have a team. So when I say I, I should always say we. But um, we are coming up with the voice and the brand of that. And again, telling the story. And you know in public relations, accuracy, being truthful, 
and people actually getting what you're telling them when they show up is so important. So that is where all of that storytelling comes from, being truthful and being consistent. And I love when we get a private message because someone says, oh, where did you take that photo from? And I say, oh, it's from our rooftop above. We host weddings there and then we book a meeting. That is, that's wonderful. And so your return on investment with social media can be very immediate, very fulfilling, very fulfilling. That, that is terrific. Yeah. That's, and I, and I frequently say to my clients when we're talking about earned media and getting into an earned media campaign, um, you know, look, I can get you in the newspaper, you can get it, you can cut it out, you can put it in a frame and hang it on your wall. That's really nice. Is your phone ringing? Um, is it, is it yeah. driving business? Understanding that there's, there's not necessarily a straight line drawn from the article in the newspaper or the hit on TV to the cash register ringing, but there is a path in, 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 in PR, and I think uh, social media is, is part of this because uh, it's all about communication and messaging. Is, is part of that ultimate ROI of driving your business forward. That it's not media for media's sake. It's not because you got 97 likes on Facebook or whatever, but it's that, yes. that you're actually inspiring people to take action on something, whether that's um, you know, donating money to a not-for-profit or going to visit a museum or getting involved in something else in their community or, you know, booking a meeting to, to see if they want to use your venue as a site, right? It's so true. And last year I had this wonderful opportunity. And again, you know, you just hit on something so important. ROI makes us focus on numbers. And in public relations, of course, we have to prove our worth. But when I get a lead and someone messages me a, an image that they screenshot of something I posted six months ago that I know they didn't like because though I don't want to admit this, I do pay attention to that. But I, I'll say to myself, gee, that photo didn't do well, but here they are, they saved it. They saved that photo and now that they're ready to get married, they're sending it to me and saying, where is this? I want to get married here. And the other thing that happened last year that I'm so excited to, to always tell people about because I think this can fuel you to post consistently no matter what likes you get. I got a message from Facebook last year in my private messages that I ignored because sure, I thought, well, this is spam. Then I got another message and then I got another message to the point where I screenshot it and sent it to a friend who works at Facebook. I said, is this real? She said, Christine, jump on that. It was, I was selected as a community builder because of the positive social presence we have in our community. So beyond telling our story, I was also starting on behalf of the Nicotras to tell Staten Island's story and how wonderful our community is. And Facebook found me because I was posting consistently and positively, and they flew me to California. I learned so much from that. Yeah, I wanted that's a perfect segue into what I wanted to talk about next. Tell us about that experience. Um, you know, we, we hear so much about, and you mentioned something here that I just want to preface too. We hear so much about the toxicity of social media, right? And it can be, it can be horribly toxic. And especially, you know, these days it can be really toxic, uh, depending on who you're talking to and what arguments you're getting into. And I don't recommend getting into arguments on social media because <laughs> there are only losers and no winners. Um, yeah. But, but tell me a little bit about sort of the way you approach social media um, and, and the, the perspective that you bring to that 
that ended up being recognized by Facebook. You know, as you said, they found you because of what you were posting. Well, you know, in I, I mentioned that I met the new coaches well before I worked with them. And in 1998, the Nicotra sent me a book called The Power of Nice. And I kept that book on my desk for a long time. And now that I work for them, I realize that they do share that book with, the, with people as they meet them. They believe in the power of nice. And the power of nice can be projected in many different ways in your business life, but certainly on social media. So the way that I use social media is I truly envision the platform as my kitchen table. And if you come to my kitchen table, Jody, and you're telling me a story, just like we're doing now, we're interacting. So I'm not just going to drop my story and leave. If I drop a story on social and people comment on it, I will do my best because we are not a huge brand. I can take the time to comment back and say, thanks for commenting. So glad you read my post. You know, I can interact with our community. Now, I know that's not achievable for everyone, but I think for most small businesses, it is achievable. And that was one of the things that Facebook recognized our presence for, is that we were interacting and building, and that's exactly what they called me, a community builder. And I love that phrase. And you know, it's funny when someone else gives you a title or says something, sometimes it's very validating and you realize the worth in what you're doing. And the fact that the Nicotras understood that I was taking the time, because it does take time, but I would encourage anybody who's managing a brand, especially a small business brand, to take the time to build a community around their posts. So one of the other things we did is we, we created a group. And all of these things are organic and all of these things are free. So isn't it wonderful to bring to your clients, whether you're in-house or external, these free tools to build a community. That is really, that is very cool um, that, that you were, you took the initiative to respond so personally to so many people um, to the point where that became your reputation. Uh, and that came to be what people expected of you. That, you know, that's hospitality. If people come to our hotel, they are greeted by Lois and Richard Nicotra at the front and they even built a giant statue L-O-V-E. There's a giant love statue outside. So part of our interaction with the community is being warm and welcoming. And wouldn't it be odd if our social presence didn't reflect that? So again, public relations is being truthful. That is who we are. So if you come sit at my kitchen table or you walk into the hotel, we're going to have a conversation. It won't be one-sided. And social is that too. It can become challenging on you know, LinkedIn where I don't maybe know all the people I'm interacting with. But you know what's funny? What you put out is reflected back at you. And I really have never had to delete a negative comment. Um, it's, it's been nice. If someone has something to say, it is usually a lovely comment. So I'm, I'm very happy with how it's gone. It's gone well for the last decade, so I'm going to keep my fingers crossed that through 2020, we can hold strong. Well, speaking of the future, let's talk a little bit about people who, young people who are coming up, who are looking to get into the public relations profession, whatever definition that takes, right? Whether it's earned media, whether it's social media, whether it's a combination of all of the above. Do you have some advice maybe for some people who are coming up uh, who feel they want to get into this uh, line of work? Absolutely. And I'm so passionate about this. I was an adjunct professor for many years and only because time is tight now did I not continue. But I love, I love speaking to people who are starting their career. 
because I tell them that the most important thing is to keep learning. Because when I graduated from college, public relations was, was printed, it was mailed, it was faxed, it was very different. And if I was that same person I was when I graduated, I would not be someone who is successful now. So you have to keep learning. You can't think that graduation is the finish line. That is the starting line. That is where you're, you know, when, when you walk across that stage, you should see yourself as crossing the starting line into what's next. Keep reading, keep learning. One of the things I love to do, and that's, you know, how you and I reconnected recently. I was looking for some interesting podcasts to listen to. I love to listen to podcasts. I love yours. I love to read thought leaders in our industry because you have to always be learning. I mean, I, I never am the smartest person in the room, but I'll show up every day. Ah, oh, there's the perspective. There's the takeaway. I think we hit it. Christine, this has been a great conversation. Thank you so much. Please let people know how they can find you and the Nicotras online. Sure. Well, my name, Christine Garlisi, is I'm one of those unique people on social. I'm actually under my own name. So hopefully you'll have that in the notes. And also Hilton Garden in Staten Island is across all social. And Nicotra online is how you find us on our website. I'd love to connect with anyone who's interested in real estate or hospitality, especially on Staten Island, but also happy to talk about social media anytime. Sounds great. Christine, thank you again. And thanks everyone for listening. Please remember to subscribe to the show, like us on Facebook, check us out on Twitter and Instagram, all at the PR podcast and send us a question or a comment. We will see you next time on the PR podcast.